0: Welcome to the Dr. Me First podcast with me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Erin Wiseman. Hey, my friends. It's so great to be joining you back again here on Dr. Me First. Conversations with female physicians that let you know that you're not alone in medicine, that encourage you, inspire you, bring you hope and fun your life and practice. Hey, so if you haven't noticed, I've been doing a solo cast with each drop of podcast episodes. And actually, you guys have been loving it. I've gotten a few emails and texts and some Instagram messages, even some in-person talks where people have been like, "Aaron, I really loved your solo cast. So I'm going to keep doing them. So if you have any specific topics that you want me to rant on, I'd love to hear about them. But right now, I'm just going to talk on what's been most pertinent in my life, in my practice, in my coaching, everything like that. And so today's solo cast topic is on when letting go is not enough. And I want to share a couple stories and experiences with you from my medical practice where just letting go was definitely not enough and having to muddle through that process to figure out what was enough and hopefully give you some tips and pointers that if this is something that you struggle with too, then you don't have to muddle. You can just use my, uh, street creds and experience to improve your own life. So here we go. We're going to jump into this solo cast, which will also include that kick of encouragement at the end. So, here we go. So when letting go is not enough, you know, so many times the encouragement is, "Aaron, you just need to let it go. Aaron, you just, you just need to stop thinking about it. And even the song, Let It Go from Frozen, I know at times I have tried to latch on to but there are just times where letting go is just not possible. The situation has its hook so deeply embedded in me that letting go is not gonna happen unless there's a huge amount of force and a lot of flesh ripped out with it. So let me tell you about some examples in my own life that stick out where letting go, just stop thinking about it, was not a possibility And then let me tell you what I've learned from the situation. So first situation was I had a uh, induction with a patient that ended up going to section really late at night and I just had a really hard time letting go of that. I had taken care of this woman through her entire pregnancy. We were excited about her delivery day and then Her birth plan did not happen at all how she wanted to. And I just couldn't let that go for a long period of time. Another story I can think of is when I did just a really simple skin tag removal procedure on a little girl in my clinic, and she had some bleeding. We took care of it in the office, you know, put a Band-Aid on it. They went home, got a call later. Mom is telling it's like, it's still bleeding. And I just couldn't let that go. It was just a skin tag. We've all done skin tags. But I could not stop fixating on it. And then another example is when I was doing a lac repair uh, from the ED. And just, it was a real complicated one. I got ortho involved, you know, did the whole kit and caboodle. But after going home afterwards, I really couldn't let it go after it. And so all of these examples involved, you know, run of the mill, regular doctoring type stuff, not even had any kind of bad outcomes, but just really stuck with me and really bothered me. And the first one I talked about, I think I didn't sleep well for weeks. I really had a hard, hard time with it. The second one was later when I was in practice, And I had learned some of the steps that I'm going to teach you guys today. So I was actually able to go through those steps and calm down and get a good night's sleep. And then the third one was where I feel like I really perfected how to go through this process when letting it go just doesn't work. And it really helps cement my processing of when something deeply affects me. You know, you continue to go through your day, you keep on the white coat, you see the next patient, you're moving on, but at some point you have to process through these feelings and emotions and thoughts that surround any kind of encounters that we have through our day. And so the kick of encouragement that I want to give from my own life and these own examples are four steps that I think are really essential to unpacking, letting it go in the best way possible and what works best for me. So step number one is to ask yourself, did I do the best job that I could do at that moment? So let me say it again. Did I do the best job that I could do at that moment? So I want to dissect that question. So did I, nobody else, looking only at your actions, did I Do the best job that I could. So the best job that you could is not comparing to anybody else. It's not thinking about past self, future self, any other people around you. Again, not comparing your actions to what you think others might have done. But in that moment, did you do your best job? And then at that time, because you know... In the moment, you're just, you're going with what you know and that experience and the situation that's happening around you. But of course, when we look back retrospectively, everything's in 2020. And it's like, that's when you play the coulda, shoulda, woulda game. And so you really need to frame your mindset on in that moment, the best job that I could do, did I do that? And when I step back and really dissect it and make sure that I'm not thinking about somebody else or, you know, going 2020 on myself on what I could have, should have, would have done and looking at only my actions, not everybody else's, it really helps me to be like, okay, get some recognition. The second step that I have in this is continue communicating with that person. Now, my examples are all um, patient examples, but I think you could do this if you had a situation in your life that involved um, a family member, a friend, random stranger, whatever, but continue the communication with that person because really that's the thing that I wanted to run away from. Like with my patient in the C-section delivery, before I went to do her postpartum visit, I was like, oh my gosh, she doesn't want to see me. She doesn't want to talk to me. Like, and I let shame and guilt come into that. When in reality, after I took a breath and said, no, she's my patient and I care about her and this is one way that I can show her I care. When I walked into the room, she was just so excited to have her baby and um, to kind of be through that phase. So continue to communicate with the people or person in that situation. That goes for with like your supporting cast as well, the staff that you're working with, the nurses, um, anyone else. Like continue communication. Don't go into avoidance mode because then that allows guilt and shame to creep into the picture. And remember, we're just looking at what happened at that moment, the very best that you could do. Guilt and shame has no place. So instead, being open and continuing communication, I think, is one of the best things to do. So step number three is recognizing that ruminating on this alone can become destructive really fast. And what I mean by that is if you sit with the situation and you're running it over and over and over in your head, it actually probably isn't replaying exactly like it happened. Your brain's probably modifying your attaching thoughts and feelings to the memory, and it can actually morph it. And it actually can be a downward spiral that's going down, down, down each time that you roll it through. So, my step for this is to talk to someone about it. You know, there's a lot of times in medicine where, you know, HIPAA comes into play, and we feel like. We can't say anything to anybody, but that's not true. As long as there's no identifiers in the situation, you can talk in confidence to, you know, a colleague. You can talk in confidence to a therapist. You can talk in confidence to your life coach. You know, we don't really like to bring our work home to our families, but I know that there's times with my husband that he's the only one up that I have to say, you know, I'm really struggling with this. Can I talk about my feelings about the situation? And if you talk about your feelings and emotions and you're not giving details of the situation, I feel like that's totally appropriate. That's totally human and that's totally natural and what we need to be doing in medicine. Because like I've mentioned before, when you're in the moment, when you're doing your job, you do have to move from one thing to the next to the next. You don't have time to process all the feelings and emotions that have just happened in one room or one hallway or one OR as you transition to the next. But at some point, you do have to sort through all of that because if you don't, one of two things happens. Either you start to get numbed out to every emotion and you feel nothing or the opposite. You feel Everything so intensely that it becomes overwhelming. And here's the thing we're all humans under the white coat. We all have feelings, emotions, thoughts, memories, and that's part of the human experience is experiencing them. It's relating with that. And that's why I think it's so important to have a community, have a team around you for which you can sit with what you're feeling, sort through it. Have a good platform to bounce your ideas off of and maybe have somebody who will call you out when you're starting to go into the like negative spiral down, down, down and be like, whoa, whoa, was it really that bad? What was the outcome? What has happened since? And kind of help pick you up by your bootstraps a little bit. So that's step number three. And then step number four is one that I don't know if it's the best, but it feels like definitely the one that that if you lean into it, it can help the most. But it is, what will help you sleep at night? What do you need to do to help you with this issue of processing through it to let it go that is going to help you be able to sit with yourself? Because really, I say sleep, because at the end of the day, we all go to sleep alone. And we all have our own mind to deal with in that kind of, wake sleep area and so I think that's when I'm asking this question is like what will help you to sit with this maybe not in the most comfortable way but in the way of ease for which you have dealt through this or have started to unpeel it and started to deal with this it was actually some advice that was given to me by one of my most beloved charge nurses when I was working in the emergency room And in that, she told me, Dr. Wiseman, you are just going to have to let stuff go. You are really holding on to things. And in order to figure that out, I want you to answer this question for me. And that was the question she asked me. What will help you sleep at night? And in that situation, I was like, well, can we call the patient who was here a couple days ago that I saw and just check to it? And she was like, absolutely. She got on the phone. She got a hold of the patient they were doing absolutely fine. And she said, now how do you feel? And I said, I think I can let it go now. So the four steps that I want you to try out and see if they help you is one, ask, did I do the best job that I could at the time? And remember to dissect that out. Two, continue communicating with the person or those people. Three, Recognize that ruminating on this alone can get self-destructive really fast. So you need to be talking with someone. You need to have your team. You need to have that safe space and that confidentiality for which you can unpack being a physician and being a human and being a woman and being everything that you are in a place of vulnerability. And step number four is what will help you sleep at night? What will help you sit with yourself as you think about this situation? So I hope these are helpful to you. They've been super helpful in my practice of medicine. I would love to hear any responses or how this went for you. So send me a message, email me, find me on Instagram, send me a direct message. And I look forward to hearing from you all. And as always, as we end these things, please, please, please remember Your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye.